Welcome to How to Go Vegan podcast. I'm Trish Roberts. Hopefully you've listened to the episode Becoming Vegan, My Personal Experience, and then Introduction to Plant-Based Nutrition. The latter contains information about vitamin B12. If you haven't listened to either episode, I invite you to do so before listening to this one. I think whether you are new to veganism or you are already vegan, you will find these nutrition episodes informative and interesting. Before I commence discussing the importance of magnesium, I would first like to say that during these various nutrition episodes, sometimes I will be comparing plant-based sources of various nutrients with animal sources, and this is simply to demonstrate clearly the health issues in relation to both, backed by science. Although I do this, I want to be clear that for me personally, and for other vegans I know, it would not matter if animal products and animal-sourced nutrients were better health-wise for us, and it would not matter if animal products were not harmful, I would still reject them, and that is because they are products of great violence. Moreover, it's unnecessary to consume animal products because we can easily meet our nutrition needs from a balanced plant-based diet and other non-animal sources. So with that in mind, I will sometimes share some examples of non-animal nutrition studies to demonstrate the differences between plant versus animal sources and how superior a plant-based diet is. Some of the information I'll provide in these episodes about nutrition are sourced from a site, nutritionfacts.org, which I find very beneficial. It freely provides regular science-based public information in regular short and easy-to-understand videos on the latest in nutrition research, so I invite you to check it out. And please read my full disclaimer about external sites. So on to magnesium. What most of us do not know is how important magnesium is to our overall health. One of the most significant factors in calcium deficiency is low levels of magnesium. Magnesium, as well as vitamin D from sunlight or from supplements, is necessary for calcium uptake. If we do not have enough calcium or vitamin D, it would not matter how much calcium is in our diet, we can be deficient. Our major source of calcium has always been plants. A little known fact is that deficiency in magnesium rather than calcium is mainly responsible for arthritis and osteoporosis. About 50 to 60 percent of a person's magnesium is stored in the bone and therefore it plays a key role in bone metabolism. Studies have revealed that even a mild ongoing magnesium deficiency can lead to a significant amount of bone loss. Magnesium is a cofactor for over 100 enzymes involved in the control of blood sugar and glucose metabolism. As such, low magnesium status would be expected to have wide-ranging adverse effects on blood sugar control. A 2011 study noted, quote, Magnesium is an essential mineral in whole grains, leafy green vegetables, legumes, meaning beans, peas, lentils, soy, and nuts, as well as seeds that act as a cofactor in hundreds of enzymatic reactions in the human body. End quote. 
A diet low in magnesium has been linked to unwanted increases in the inflammatory process. Chronic and low-grade inflammation has increasingly been tied to increased risk of heart disease, obesity and diabetes. Low magnesium has also been linked with depression. A considerable body of evidence indicates that a higher intake of dietary magnesium may favorably affect a cluster of metabolic and inflammatory disorders including many of our top killers like diabetes and heart disease. The number one killer of both men and women in the United States is heart disease. What most of us may not know is that according to the American Heart Association the majority of Americans who die of heart disease do not have any history of symptoms prior to their fatal heart attack. The first symptom is literally minutes before they die, people dropping dead in their 30s, 40s and 50s. Many autopsy reports of people who suddenly died this way with no prior history of heart problems reveal significantly low concentrations of magnesium in their heart muscle. According to nutritionfacts.org, please read my disclaimer about external sites, a Harvard nurses study published in 2011 and one from 2010 titled The Atherosclerosis Risk in Communities Study, which covered a multi-ethnic population of thousands of men and women, revealed that high levels of magnesium were associated, quote, with an almost 40% reduced risk of sudden cardiac death. In the 2010 study, women in the highest compared with the lowest quarter of dietary blood magnesium had a 77% lower risk of sudden cardiac death. As I mentioned, most men and women who die of heart disease, the number one killer in the U.S., die suddenly without any known history of heart problems. But here's a fact that most of us would not be made aware of, and it should be of great concern to us, and that is, what has happened to magnesium in the soil? Magnesium deficiencies were rarely a problem in the past, and there's a few reasons for that. Putting aside that the Western Standard diet today is poor in nutrition, with lots of animal products, and little if any magnesium-rich foods, there's another contributor we might not be aware of. Modern agricultural production has changed our environment. Soils are increasingly depleted of many minerals including magnesium. The use of pesticides and fertilizer has reduced topsoil and killed many of the worms, soil bacteria and other degraders that create soil. Farmland has been effectively mined instead of farmed sustainably with more nutrients being taken out of the soil than replaced. The consequence of that is depletion of soil and loss of arable land. Industrial production of vegetables includes vegetables bred to increase yield and improve the ability to be stored and shipped, and this is often done at the expense of nutrition content. Vegetables may appear large and healthy, but they are often less and less nutritious. Part of that reason is that many fertilizers tend to include a reasonable amount of potash, a potassium fertilizer which reduces both the magnesium and the calcium in the soil. Nitrogen-based fertilizers tend to make plants large and bulky by stimulating growth based on water and carbohydrates, but which is nutrient-poor. 
In 2004, the Journal of the American College of Nutrition published a 30-year study into the change in the nutritional quality of food between 1963 and 1993. It showed that magnesium in foods has declined. The average across all fruits and vegetables declined by 21%. For spinach, the decline was 10%. For corn, the decline was 23%. For carrots, the decline was 35%. For collard greens, the decline was 84%. Unfortunately, there's not much we can do about this unfortunate situation except to try and keep an eye on our magnesium levels and if we are able try to purchase veggies, fruits, grains from sources that use less chemical agriculture and push for more sustainable agriculture. If at all possible and I realize this is almost impossible for those who live in urban areas but it would be preferable to grow one's own vegetables at home or get together with a group and start a community garden. Aside from the issue of depletion of mineral content in soils and in plants, there's the issue of loss of minerals in processing of food. Refined oils have all the magnesium removed. Refined grain, that's white flour, white bread, white rice, most pasta, has no magnesium left. Refining sugar removes all the magnesium. If we rely on refined food, we could well be magnesium deficient and therefore calcium deficient. Refining and processing foods robs much of food's nutritional content. For that reason, if we want magnesium, then we need to eat whole grains rather than refined ones. In spite of this dire situation, with the nutrition content of food, and remember, this reduction in nutrition affects everyone, vegan and non-vegan, the record shows that those eating a healthy, balanced, plant-based diet in general have better levels of nutrition. They have higher levels of magnesium in their system and are more able to access the calcium they eat. And if you have listened to the episode on calcium, there is no shortage of calcium in a balanced plant-based diet which contains plenty of dark green leafy vegetables, grains, nuts and seeds. Let's not forget we need sufficient levels of magnesium from plants to also assist our calcium uptake. So what plant foods contain magnesium? There's lots of plant foods that contain magnesium, but here are some of the plant foods with higher concentrations. Spinach, Swiss chard and beet greens have high concentrations. I'm a bit reluctant to cite how many milligrams of magnesium there are in any particular plant food because online the amounts seem to vary, but one example is a cup of spinach has around 150 milligrams of magnesium. Seeds are definitely a nutrient-dense food, and generally magnesium is plentiful. Some of the top magnesium-rich nuts and seeds are pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, flax seeds, sunflower seeds, cashews and almonds. One example is a quarter of a cup of pumpkin seeds has 190 milligrams of magnesium. An ounce of almonds, which is around 24 almonds, has 80 milligrams of magnesium. The quarter of a cup of pumpkin seeds is almost half of our recommended dietary intake. Some of the top legumes for magnesium are navy beans, tempeh, that's fermented soybeans, 
pinto beans, lima beans and kidney beans. Some of the top grains are oats, barley, buckwheat, brown rice, quinoa and millet. I tend to have spinach leaves and pumpkin seeds in side salads or I have ground pumpkin seeds and ground flax seeds in smoothies or on oatmeal. There's lots of ways to regularly incorporate these magnesium-rich foods into our daily diet. Even taking trail mix around with us which contains pumpkin seeds and various nuts is great not only for a whole host of health benefits, but it's a great backup if we are ever caught in a situation away from home where there's no vegan food for us to eat. I tend to always take a small bag of dates, walnuts, pumpkin seeds and almonds with me wherever I go just in case. Something to remember is that vegans should not need to take magnesium supplements. Anyone who does should never take any more than 300 milligrams a day or there can be some negative health consequences. But it's not necessary for vegans who eat a balanced plant-based diet to be concerned if they are ingesting too much magnesium from plants. Our body regulates the magnesium we ingest from plants. So I hope this episode has been somewhat helpful. If you remember only one thing from this episode, remember that seed and nut consumption has been associated specifically with decreased risk of sudden cardiac death most likely due to magnesium, a mineral found predominantly in whole grains, greens, beans, nuts and seeds. I hope you will join me for the episodes on protein, iron, vitamin D, calcium and omega-3. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye for now.